Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What it's like to use Apple's lockdown mode. If you're at high risk of being targeted by mercenary spyware, or just don't mind losing iOS features for extra security, the company's restricted mode is surprisingly usable, by Lily Hay Newman. With the releases of iOS 16 and macOS Ventura in 2022, Apple debuted its lockdown mode for people at particular risk of being targeted by mercenary spyware. The feature is essentially a set of configurations for iOS and macOS that limit or block niceties like link previews and messages and shared albums and photos. Lockdown mode also restricts your device's ability to accept unsolicited communications like FaceTime calls from phone numbers and accounts you've never called before. And this year, in iOS 17, Apple added additional improvements, meaning more safety-focused limitations. The company has consistently emphasized that lockdown mode is not meant for mainstream use by most people, but in a week of testing, it's surprisingly tolerable. Turning on lockdown mode simply involves confirming the setting change with your device PIN or a biometric authentication in privacy and security, and then rebooting so the system can apply all the restrictions and limitations. Enabling lockdown mode is similar to changing the language of your device, The system needs to comprehensively adopt the new configuration and apply it everywhere. Once the reboot is complete, your device comes back on looking pretty much like normal. When malware developers target Apple devices, they tailor their attacks to exploit weaknesses in the complex features of iOS and macOS that facilitate communication and data sharing and handle different file types and information formats. So lockdown mode aims to make it much harder for commercial spyware vendors or other motivated and well-resourced actors to develop exploit chains that combine vulnerabilities in multiple iOS and macOS features to take control of devices. In practice, this means that it's harder and less fun to casually share and especially receive links, GIFs, and integrated elements in tools like messages. And services like HomeKit are curtailed as well. For example, you can still use Apple Pay with lockdown mode, but its integrations with other apps are much less fluid. If someone sends you a payment through Apple Cash, you can receive it, but you'll only get a very general, unspecific message in messages that something has occurred. You won't know that someone sent you money on Apple Cash. Links don't expand when you send and receive them, and if you send or receive a link to an image or other file, 
it will send as text only, a gnarly, full URL with no preview and no hyperlink that would let you automatically open it in a browser. As part of Apple's most recent updates for lockdown mode in June, the company added support for Apple Watch and began automatically removing geolocation data from photos when you share them. The improvements also include a move to block devices by default from joining unsecured Wi-Fi networks and 2G cellular networks, a change meant to protect against malicious Wi-Fi networks and the mobile data surveillance tool known as Stingrays. This set of updates enabled safer wireless connectivity defaults, media handling, media sharing defaults, sandboxing, and network security optimizations, Apple said in a statement at the time. Turning on lockdown mode further hardens device defenses and strictly limits certain functionality, sharply reducing the attack surface for those who need additional protections. Lockdown mode also places some restrictions on web browsing in Apple's Safari and other browsers. When this impacts crucial features and performance on particular sites that users trust, they can add them individually to an excluded website's list. Users can also selectively turn off lockdown mode limitations for some third-party apps like Gmail. Ultimately, though, the feature doesn't offer many power user configurations precisely because the whole point is to keep everything on lock. But by and large, you can continue to function normally while using lockdown mode. Sometimes you'll miss a call from someone you've never interacted with digitally before or need extra seconds to convey something you're trying to share to a friend. But the restrictions start to make sense and become more intuitive over time. As one Reddit user put it last year, usable for the most part, don't really notice it until you run into the cons. This is the instantly recognizable experience of using lockdown mode. It's all good until it stops you from doing something you really, really want to do. It's a great additional layer of security for Apple to offer, says longtime Mac security researcher and Objective-C Foundation founder Patrick Wardle. But balancing security and usability is super tough, and it shows that usability is king for most people, myself included. I turned off lockdown mode because it blocked the feature where two-factor SMS codes show up as an autofill option in websites, forms, etc. I think Apple did a great job with it, yet as soon as it impacted a feature that I love and use a lot, I turned it off. For some, it's the loss of shared albums and photos. For others, it's the limitations of enjoying a meme with friends. But if you really need lockdown mode for your digital safety and personal protection, it's a workable alternative to throwing your phone in the ocean. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com slash security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.